turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, hey now. Happy Friday to you. Good afternoon. It's really good to be with you here today. Thanks for coming along today, the Friday edition. Gorgeous day. So beautiful. Lovely. lovely. After that, like, the rain last night, mm-hmm. well, that was kind of scary. It, the We turned, we were watching a movie. We turned the movie off, and we just sat there at the window and watched the lightning. It was like a strobe light. It was wild, wasn't it? It was crazy. Yeah. I was glad that no trees fell down. I was in the middle of watching a great concert, Mm -hmm. live concert. Yeah. I mean, the concert wasn't live, but it was a live concert recorded. And I was living in fear that it was going to be interrupted. Of course. Because, you know, I was like really in it. You know, when you're watching a concert and you're in it. Yeah. You know, you're not just look. It's not like you're looking at your phone and you're. No, no. I was in it. Whose concert? Of Wolfpack's latest concert, oh, live okay. at Bonnaroo. Yeah. By yourself? Uh, no, my husband was yeah, there. Very nice. And uh, I kept thinking, we like we going to go off. We got we got to got to get to the end of this. Right. We we had that conversation, of course. Every time it storms, my wife always goes, "What about the what about the flashlights? Do you have do you have candles? You know, like uh-huh, that's right. my area of uh, oh, is it? That's, yeah, I take care of that. That's kind of the 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 marital contract One of the things, that you yeah, sign. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When the lights go out, I've got that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was out there this morning uh, weeding the garden because of all the rain last night. Weeding is so easy to do after a rain like that. Everything's so wet, so it just pops right up. But that's my job. You're the weeder. again, not. I don't know how that was decided, <laughs> but I don't trim the bushes. <laughs> you know, I don't mow the lawn. No, but the weeding is yours. So somehow Eric and I decided that uh-huh. that well, the weeding's hers and the the sh- shrubs are mine, and I. I think that's a successful marriage. I don't know marriage. when that gets negotiated. No, I just think it, it, it just takes its course. It's just right? nonverbal. Yeah. Just now I got this. Okay. Yeah, All right. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. Very good. All right. We have a terrific show today. Should I? Uh, for, oh, wait. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. You're part of that in the last three days. Yeah. We had uh, hosts in here. We were raising funds for mm-hmm. people far away in the country of Lebanon. And I, I'm just, I'm so consistently amazed at the generosity of the audience right. and the consistency of you guys. And, you know, we bring a lot of different things to you, um, a, different opportunities for giving and personal investment. And I love that different people give to different things. Holy smokes. Because the thing, you know, what touches you, John, isn't going to be the same thing that touches Lexi. Right. And it's not going to be the same thing that touches me. I mean, so like, you know, I hear this. Okay, so Syrian refugees in Lebanon. What is that? How You're does like, that Wait even, a minute, what? What's going on there? And then you you talk about it. We had Jack and, and Mark on the air with us. I mean, holy smokes. 
People were so kind. Really fun. So really, thank really you, fun. first off, for you know tolerating the fact that we weren't doing a regular show. Right. But second of all, you were so generous financially to support them. And you guys. It's such a good organization. We're really happy. Yep. So thank you for and that. A lot of people are going to be helped because of that. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of things coming up on the program. We'll talk about the death of Tony Bennett. Tony. It's coming up at 435 today as we remember Tony Bennett, who passed away today at 96. We'll also discuss Barbenheimer because it's a big day. What the heck? It's the premiere of of the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer, a hilarious cross-section of events. This is weird. It's like a throwback before people are going to the movies all of a sudden. And they're going dressed up. As Barbie. I mean, I'm not, or a cross no between the two. Uh, we'll do the Week in Review in the second hour of the show. Uh, today's junk food day. And in just a little bit, we'll get to this or that. All right, good. But before we do any of that, as we always kick off the show, Kath, busy in the newsroom. Yes, I have been. Without further ado, please, the top four at four. For Friday, July 21st, 2023, I want to say happy birthday to my daughter, Anna. Anna. It's not her birthday today. It was yesterday. But we were talking about Lebanon, and so I just decided can't that bust you, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to bust. But Anna's she's the 20, sweetest. She, isn't she the best? Oh Don't you gosh. love her? She is the sweetest. Yeah, so happy Incredible. birthday, Anna. We love you a lot, she and did. we're super happy that you're born. Uh, number one, Pittsburgh police have deployed a dedicated unit, John, patrolling the entertainment district in the city's Southside neighborhood on weekends. Oh, that's good. That's about yeah, time. Yeah, that effort Let's started go, this week. Uh, public okay. safety spokesperson Kara Cruz said today, I think we all can agree it's about time. Mm-hmm. This comes as some residents and business owners have voiced concerns about violence, about crime along a busy stretch of East Carson Street over weekends. We all read the article or heard that the Carson City Saloon, a longtime business along that street, temporarily closed due to gun violence and concerns for safety from staff. Despite all the concerns, however, other Southside stakeholders have said they feel Southside's generally a nice neighborhood that gets a bad reputation. Well, we all believe that Southside is a nice neighborhood. Yeah. The thing we're upset about is that it's getting a bad reputation because of what's going on over the Actual weekend. things are happening. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Read more about that in today's trip. Mm-hmm. Number two. Ukrainian defense officials say any ship bound for Russian ports could be considered a military target, responding to Russia's threats against ships heading to Ukraine's Black Sea ports. The exchange of threats follows Russia's withdrawal from the Black Sea Grain Export Agreement Monday and the bombing of grain storage facilities in Ukraine this week. I mean, that's just, it's so low. Yep. So we're just going to starve the world. Yeah, because in the wheat. The White House warned yesterday that Russia may target civilian ships in its blockade of the Ukrainian coast. Okay, good. But the Gateway Clipper fleet I, is it, safe. It's right. It's still going on. That's according to today's dispatch. Number three. Sales of pre-owned homes dropped 3.3% in June compared with May. Compared with June of last year, home sales were almost 19% lower. Whoa. That's the slowest sales pace for June since 2009, but it's not for lack of demand. It's all about a critical shortage of supply. There were just over a million homes for sale at the end of June. Uh, a six-month supply is considered balanced between buyer and seller, and what we have now is only a three-month supply. Hmm. There simply are not enough homes for sale, said really? Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist for Realtors. The market can easily absorb a doubling of the inventory. Really? The median price of an existing home sold in June in America? Mm. $410,000. That's the second highest price ever recorded by realtors. That's a big house. Read more about that at CNBC. And number four, 
The Buccos face potentially the greatest baseball player who's ever lived tonight. Shoei Otani will take the mound against the Pirates from his home field in Anaheim. First pitch somewhere around 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's your top four at four. Very nice. Listen, I am geeked to see him. I'm geeked to see him. Okay, you know that he leads the league with six triples? Mm -hmm. Do you know he also leads the league in home runs? Yeah. Do you know that he has the best batting average? the best on-base percentage, and the best slugging percentage mm. in all of the major leagues? Wow. And he's won how many games? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh-huh. I don't have that. I think he's won nine but, but games. But keep, keep, let me just say that I'm ta- that's what hitters do. Yeah. But he's also pitching tonight. Yeah. See, before that, it used to be, oh, you know, Babe Ruth used to be a pitcher, but right. then he became a great homer. This is beyond Babe Ruth. It is beyond Babe Ruth. And the cool thing is, major league ball players are totally intimidated Totally freaked out. They look at him and go, this guy's an alien. He should not be playing baseball. How can he do that? So cool. He's huge. He is. He's 6'4", and he's fast. Yeah. I mean, the triples, the number of triples. You know, he has like 11 triples this year. The, the person in second, I think, has five, four. <laughs> I mean, it's not even close. No, and he stands on the mound and throws the ball close to 100 miles an hour. I love that, it. It's just, I can, I am so geeked yeah. to watch him today. Me too. Can't wait. Absolutely geeked to watch Intimidation. Him. There's no doubt. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about, this is a really fascinating subject, robot church fathers might curate new canons. What? Generative AI. What, so our creeds are going to be written by AI? They'll all be folded into now. Oh, my God. Right. The rise of the Bible GPTs. WORD. Welcomes back to Pittsburgh. Will you please welcome Jeff Allen. Give it up. Comedian Jeff Allen. October 6th at Impact Christian Church. Word FM Fan Club members, your advanced discount tickets are on sale now through Monday only. Go to our website and click on Jeff Allen's face to get the good seats now before they're on sale to the general public and at the special fan club discount of $10 off per ticket. It's another perk for being a fan club member. Get tickets now or join the fan club at wordfm.com slash Jeff. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. (laughs) Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. 
always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-ROOTER2 today. Reports of new state requirements for PA public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics. Now may be a great time to try Christian education, a faith-focused education that believes in transparency, parents, and that values every student. Get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Learn more at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Pittsburgh Christian Schools, education that believes in you. When you begin a project, it's important to have the right tools. When you study the Bible, it's important to have the right system. The book Knowable Word presents a proven three-step approach to help you correctly interpret and learn from God's Word without relying on commentaries. This is a system the author has used successfully for years. Ask for your copy of Knowable Word, available today from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org slash donate. I've had uh, chat GPT on my uh, phone, I don't know, three or four months. It's fun. I'm kind of just, you know, amusing myself when I use it. But the rise of artificial intelligence, and especially how it affects you and I as people of faith, it is going to be cataclysmic. It's coming, if it's not already here, actually. Here to talk to us about that is Adam Graber. Adam Graber is a consultant in digital technology and theology. He co-hosts the Device and Virtue podcast. Here today to talk to us about a, a piece that he wrote that's incredible in, in Christianity Today called Robot Church Fathers Might Curate New Canons. And uh, Adam, welcome to the show. John, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, this is a fascinating article, Adam. And so I want to ask you first about something uh, that you wrote in your article saying that you're a digital theology expert. Talk about what <laughs> digital theology is. Yeah. Uh, so digital I'm not theology... trying to challenge you on that. I'm just trying to understand it. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. I've had people challenge me on it. Um, but yeah, uh, digital theology is sort of uh, asking digital questions about theology and asking theological questions about the digital. Ah. So when I'm looking at uh, my theology and uh, looking at artificial intelligence and this notion of intelligence, right? Uh, we have long thought, well, intelligence is something that is part of who we are as humans. It's part of who we are in the image of God. And uh, with the rise of artificial intelligence, we're asking, well, is intelligence really part of who we are made in the image of God? And so digital starts to cause us to ask questions about uh, our theology, and theology is asking questions about the digital. So, you know, we're asking these questions, okay, um, if I am uh, living online, if I'm interacting with people online, if I'm going to church online, is that real community? Is that really church? Can I actually participate in a church in a meaningful, real way uh, when I'm doing it digitally, when I'm doing it virtually? And so theology has lots of uh, traditions and resources for ways to talk and think about that. And so theology is asking questions about digital as well. Interesting. So 
digital, and I think, Adam, probably for the majority of our audience, AI, artificial intelligence, is one of those things they've heard about, probably have not engaged yeah. in, but yeah. you're deep into the conversation, and in your piece in Christianity Today, you talk about what you've dubbed Bible GPTs, which you say, <laughs> uh, illuminatebible.com, siliconscripture.org, Bible AI. I mean, all these different things, they're already in existence, which in yeah. some ways you're kind of ringing the bell and saying technology is here. And because the technology is here, there will be a melding of what we would call traditional sort of, you know, our, our, our traditional sort of hand theology, books and the Bible, mm -hmm. Book of Common Prayer and whatnot, are now going to be coalesced and sort of molded into something that may be unrecognizable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my goal really was with this article to, to ring that bell uh, to sort of uh, kind of create a wake up call for Christian leaders and for Christian tech builders to really think more intentionally about there are both risks with artificial intelligence and there are opportunities with artificial intelligence and these GPT systems um, in how they shape how we're reading the Bible, how we're doing Bible study. And my hope was that uh, with this article, Christian leaders and Christian technologists would really kind of sit up and say, hey, there are ways we need to ask theological questions about what we're doing digitally, because this digital uh, opportunity is shaping our theology in meaningful ways. And so, you know, I, I don't think I got it all right with this article, but my hope was it, it would start and uh, help continue this conversation. Yeah, well, I think that you are achieving, at least in my mind, you're achieving what you set out to do um, because I was a little freaked out by it, <laughs> but <laughs> but not surprised by it. I just appreciate the fact that you kind of detailed some of the issues, and one of them has to do with canon. Um, yeah. Now, so when I was in my 20s, I remember uh, one day thinking, you know, I was raised in the church. But who decided the Bible? The gatekeeper. Like, who was that? Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that sounds like a random thing. You know, there, there was the Gospel of St. Thomas. That didn't make it. <laughs> There's the Catholic Bible. You know, all of the, what, what's the deal with that? And then, of course, when you read into it, it was a very deliberative process, mm -hmm. um, kind of like a scientific review, right, um, right. in more, in more uh, ancient times, but a very yeah. serious um, procedure that was undertaken. It, my, my fear with all, with digital stuff in general is just that we lose that deliberative pace or that mm. attention to detail. And so mm -hmm. I think, wait, so we're going to have like a Bible GPT or we're going to have, you know, I'm, I go to a Presbyterian church, we're going to have Presbyterian GPT and like, who's going to decide <laughs> what's in that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge question. Um, and I sort of talked about it in terms of concentric canons. Um, so I was not saying that we should have a new canon of scripture, that we should maybe reevaluate uh, the Bible itself, but rather thinking about, like you're saying, there's a Presbyterian tradition, there's a Lutheran tradition, there's a Catholic tradition, and all these traditions have uh, written all sorts of content over the last two millennia, and they've kind of coalesced into these different traditions. And now it's a question of, okay, what parts of those traditions are going to go into our Bible study as it goes into the data sets that are training the GPT systems and the AI systems, you know, who, and who decides 
which parts of those traditions, which writings, which collections, which writers are going into uh, those training data sets. Because the, the AI systems are getting trained on, they, they need all sorts of content to be trained on. And so we're pulling from all these traditions. And is it just going to be kind of a general melange, this wide you know, net of uh, traditions that's all going into how we interpret and engage with scripture through AI systems? Or are we going to kind of uh, silo it off into the Presbyterian GPT, the Reformed GPT, the Anabaptist GPT? And if so, who decides what goes into those canons? There's it could be church leaders, but it could also be publishers who control the intellectual property for these different writings. Um, or it could just be some technologist who doesn't really have a theological background. And so we really need to think intentionally about uh, who's making this, these decisions. And as users, we need to be aware of uh, how those decisions are being made. Right. So you already see this, Adam, in some ways, like, you know, uh, if you go to Wikipedia there are certain groups of people who are Wikipedia editors, and they apparently mm -hmm. have to go through, jump through some hoops to get that status. But it depends right. upon the person's particular point of view or how they see the world. I mean, you could go on to Wikipedia now and, and, and engage with, you know, Robert uh, Oppenheimer. Was Robert Oppenheimer <laughs> dangerous? And someone could, you know, write about that and, and skew history in some way. And mm. is that somehow your concern about this, that chat GPT will skewer the truth of the Bible and bend things that fit the times? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I think uh, history does have a big uh, opportunity here in the sense that these training data sets are pulling from historical texts. They're pulling from, um, you know, these GPT systems have been trained on large amounts of data. They're called large language models. They're pulling from, essentially, maybe they've re read most of the internet to develop these models. Um, but what that means is that the more, because it's um, presenting the, the most likely response, it's sort of finding the mathematical average of what most people are saying about a specific topic. I see. So if you're asking about, um, you know, what does Leviticus say about artificial intelligence? Hmm. Uh, you're, you're going to have sort of the most average response that's sort of represented. And the opportunity here is that because it's pulling from all of the, these historical sources, the most common um, ideas are going to kind of rise to the top. And that, that has some opportunity to actually bring us closer together in our thinking um, and move us away from sort of the polarization that we've experienced over the last decade with a lot of social media. Um, so it has the potential to center us, but it does have the potential, yes, to uh, to misrepresent that perspective uh, or misrepresent what is the most common idea. And, you know, when lots of people are using GPT systems to engage with the Bible, over time, that's going to kind of steer people in a certain direction. And so there is a risk of bias, but there are some opportunities, I think, for um, moving away from polarization as well. well that's something I hadn't thought of. Um, 
Boy, I wish we had a ton more time to talk about this. Adam, Gra- Adam Graber's on the show. He's a consultant in digital theology, co-host the Device and Virtue podcast. Okay, let me, maybe this can be a last question. Um, or not. Because okay. maybe John wants to ask something else. Uh, okay, so I, I've kind of observed with interest uh, over the last couple decades the rise of um, of writing online of novel writing of mm-hmm. um you know those who are into Harry Potter and do fan fiction or right. those who are in Doctor Who and do fan fiction or whatever it is and you know i i it's not like i'm immersed in that world but i'm familiar enough with it that the word canon is understood in those okay. communi- those communities so sure. if someone goes off and writes uh, you know a crazy Harry Harry Potter uh, new origin story People would say, well, that's not canon, mm-hmm. which means that that's, you know, you've made doesn't up track. that doesn't track with with the original story of Harry Potter. Now, sure. what's been encouraging to me about that is it implies that people understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. People who are outside the church understand at least this segment of those who are engaging in this type of of Internet writing and reading. They get what canon is. I wonder yeah. if that could be something that rises in the future mm. is that people mm. actually become more familiar with the biblical text and are able are know enough about it to say that's not canon. Now, mm. that could be maybe me just being ridiculously optimistic, but I wonder if the necessity for that were to rise that people would rise to the occasion. Okay, but but then also Adam, is there a possibility that people get, you know, obviously, people get lazy and so we rely on chat GPT as opposed to going to the original source material, people stop reading the Bible and just using chat GPT for all their theology. Um, you know what? I think the crazy thing about technology is that I think you're both probably right in certain ways. Um, I think there is an opportunity for Christians uh, reacting to GPT to write more, to um, advocate more for what is uh, in scripture and how they read it in scripture. And um, I think there's definitely a be a proliferation of, of some of that. Um, I do think, I do think there is, um, I, I will say this, what's easy is what's going to, is what's most likely to happen. And if GPT makes it easier for us to engage with scripture, if we can start to chat with the Bible rather than read the Bible, if I can start to question the Bible rather than um, listen to the Holy Spirit prompting me, then I think that becomes more likely because it's easier. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, for Christians, we need to recognize that there are good practices and uh, good approaches to scripture and GPT systems might be a good supplement, but it's not a good replacement mm-hmm. for our Bible reading. It's not a good replacement for our Bible study. And so, um, and I think that, you know, is partly what Christian leaders have to wrestle with. How are they going to disciple their congregations? How are they going to lead their students um, and help them to think critically and read scripture? You know, I think of um, the sort of ways that we counterfeit money um, and the ways that uh, people identify counterfeit Mm -hmm. money. It's by studying real money, not by studying all the ways that it could be counterfeit. And I think uh, the same is true with scripture as we, um, engage with scripture. If we know scripture 
and we have the Holy Spirit illuminating our reading of Scripture, we can better authenticate uh, when Scripture is being well uh, used and well interpreted, and we can also identify the counterfeits more clearly. And so, yeah, yeah, that education and that um, immersion in Scripture itself, letting God speak first and not uh, choosing to prompt Scripture to respond to me, um, is I think the real opportunity that uh, GPT kind of presents to Christians today. And I guess we'll find out when we find out, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Adam Graber's with us. Um, he wrote a really wonderful piece in CT Christianity Today. Robot church fathers might curate new canons. A- Adam, you're also a, a co-host of a-, a podcast. Tell us about that before you leave us. Yeah, device and virtue. Uh, so my co-host and I, he's a uh, early adopter and I'm sort of a neo-Luddite and <laughs> we argue the wrongs and rights of technology and faith in everyday life. So we have talked about ChatGPT. We've talked about um, all sorts of different technologies, uh, self-driving cars um, and uh, all these different current questions that we're asking and how are they um, part of this digital theology world? How is the digital causing us to ask questions about theology and what should we as Christians be asking about these technologies. And that's super interesting, really important. Adam, a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being here. John and Kathy, it's been great to be with you. It's truly the pleasure. That's Adam Graber. You can check out his podcast called Device and Virtue, and you should also read this article in CT. Mm -hmm. Church Fathers Might Curate New Canons. Take a quick break. Come back. The weekly feature, this or that, it's next. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. 
We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Expect partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be good weather for sleeping. Tonight's low 56. Partly sunny and pleasant tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 78. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 58. A beautiful end of the weekend Sunday with sunny to partly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Sunday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Friday, which means it's time once again for the weekly feature called This or That. Hmm. I curate a list. I do curate a list. And we just make a choice. Pick one or the other. This Mm -hmm. or that. Kath, I I was surprised because, uh, you know. (laughs) You sound disappointed. No, I bring up oftentimes, you know, of a certain age. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, we were talking over lunch the other day. And you use that phrase, in all earnestness. I know. And I have to say that as soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought, I'm going to live to regret this. I grabbed it right away. And so I present to you, of a certain age, (laughs) this or that. All right. Compression stockings? Yes. Icy hot. Uh, uh, I'll choose compression stockings (laughs) for 100. Classic literature, contemporary bestsellers. No, classic literature. You have to go with the classics. Mm Mm-hmm. Eternal youthful appearance. Yes. Silver fox. I'm going... (laughs) I'm never going to be a silver fox. Oh, okay. So I think I'll go with eternal youthful... What was it? Eternal youthful appearance. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Memory retention. Yeah. Physical activity. (laughs) I thought they were connected. I thought you... But now to pick between the two? One or the other. Uh, Wait, what is it? (laughs) Memory... (laughs) Memory retention... Physical agility. I'll pick memory retention, John. Okay. Trendy modern. Timeless classic. Timeless classic. Mm-hmm. Retirement community. <laughs> aging in place at home. I'll choose aging in place. <laughs> Wisdom of experience. Relevance in a changing world. Uh, relevance in a changing world? Yes. I go with relevance in a changing world. No wisdom. No, see, you can't ask me what I think and then pick on me for my response. Active social life, Mm -hmm. peaceful solitude. Well, you kind of need both. It's this or that, basically. Peaceful solitude. Hey, spending time with peers, enjoying intergenerational activities. I think intergenerational activities are important. Keeps you young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Comfortable, practical. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Comfortable, practical clothing. Yes. Fashionable, trendy style. No, I like the fashionable, trendy there style. There you go. Though. Okay, so you will be a trendy grandma at some point down Maybe. the line. I mean, God willing, Let's I Let's go see be. Meemaw. She looks good. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, the listeners don't know yet that hmm. um, your vacation starts as soon at 6.01 this evening. I've got about an hour and uh, 20 minutes still. Um, and for the first time, you're going on vacation with a group of friends. I am. Will they be friends at the end That's, of vacation? Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, in light of all that, I give you the "You Are on the Precipice of Vacation" edition. Oh, uh, I feel it. I'm smelling the bus. Of as this they say. or that? Bring it. Shall I begin with number one? Yes, please. 
Stay up late reading and playing games, John, mm-hmm. or get up early so you can be on the beach at sunrise. Sure. I like a sunrise beach. Uh, I know my wife's going to say, please be social. Of course, I'll be social, but I don't necessarily want to. I'm getting up early to watch the sunrise. Are the you? Beach. Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. That's going to happen. It's going to go. Build trouble. I'll be there. Number two. This is the perfect time, John, to catch up with friends and have lots of significant conversations. Or this is the perfect time to be an isolationist introvert and sit by yourself on the beach. Well, I mean, I can't be too isolationist. I, I will lean towards the isolationist introvert by myself on the beach. But I know they're going to be pushing this into This or me. that, John. Isolationist introvert on the beach. Thank you. Number three. Get into some heartfelt political discussions with your friends oh. or... Throw yourself into the sea. <laughs> yes. Anytime, I'm going to throw myself into the sea. Okay. That's always a great exit. Listen, I think that's... Oh, I'm just all hot and sweaty. I'm going to go to the ocean. I'd like to give you. Number four, mm. homemade cinnamon rolls for breakfast or eggs and bacon. Oh, well, I'm on vacation. I'm doing the cinnamon yeah, rolls. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Number five, for your vacation reading, mm-hmm. the triumphant personal biography, or maybe that's an autobiography, of a person who changed history through difficult circumstance... Or a stupid, fast-paced novel. A stupid, fast-paced novel. So seriously, I want to be as mindless as possible. Uh, horseshoe crab or jellyfish? Oh, oh, boy. You're not going to a pool, John. No, I'm not. Uh, I expect to see both. Uh, I'll do the jellyfish. Will you? Oh, sure, why not? Sting it. Jaws or From Here to Eternity? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's both classics. Well, I, I I fancy myself from here to eternity. There I am on the beach. I guess the wisest but thing. more likely I'll be Jaws, but it is here to eternity. Gidget or the Blue Lagoon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The Blue Lagoon. Is that Brooke Shields? Yeah, yeah. when she was like 11 yeah, or uh-huh. something. Really disturbing. Uh, yeah, I got to go. I'll do Gidget. Will yeah, you? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Beach towel or beach chair? Mm, oh, chair. Mm. Sunbathe carefully during the morning hours to maximize your vacation tan, or wear an old fisherman's hat smashed on your head, your nose covered with zinc oxide, and huddle under an umbrella. I've got all those bases covered. Great. But I will be careful in the morning because you want to extend the day. Yes, morning is really key. The perfect time to catch up on your reading for the show, John, Mm -mm. or you forget what radio is. I don't know what's going on. Don't tell me anything about what's happening with the world. I have no interest. Happy vacation. 1.5 WORD Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend with the best new music new New music thank God new from stars go dim so I will thank God for another new good God from Kate Thompson and walk with Jesus from consumed by fire so I'm gonna walk with Jesus the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites 101.5 WORD on the weekend Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets 
such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Turbulent times. Call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. the voice of Tony Bennett, not to be mistaken for anyone else. Distinct. Dead today at the age of 96. And um, there's a really wonderful obituary in the New York Times today about Tony Bennett that gave me all sorts of facts about his life I never knew. Who knew? Never knew. Um, I think we all knew that Tony Bennett had had Alzheimer's, uh, diagnosed in 2016, Uh, He continued to perform and record. His last show was with Lady Gaga at Radio City uh, in 2021. Wow. So, I mean, it's really incredible. We're talking about a career of more than 70 years. I mean, he he first came to prominence in the 50s. I mean, the weird thing is, when you think about the trajectory of people's lives and who opens doors for people, in this piece, they talk about the singer Pearl Bailey. Yeah. So there's Tony Bennett at a nightclub in Greenwich Village, and Pearl Bailey is like the headliner, and a star comes in. Uh, who was the star? Who opened the door here? This was um, mm. this wasn't Bob Hope. No. But a big name said, "Hey, Pearl Bailey, uh, I like you. I want you to come with me and be part of my show." And Pearl Bailey said, "Sure, as long as this, this guy, guy comes goes with me. with me." And so that's what happened. And so then there's. There's this guy who's not yet named Tony Bennett. He meets Bob Hope. Bob Hope says, hey, 
I'd like you to open for me, but I sure don't like your name. So let's come up with a new name. And thus was born Tony Bennett. So Bob Hope and Tony Bennett are interconnected along with Pearl Bailey. I mean, who who knew that? No. How about the fact that Tony Bennett's grandparents were first cousins? <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably pretty common. Yeah, I, I don't think it's pretty I common. I think it was. I mean, I think it happened, but I can't imagine saying it's pretty common. I think it was. Yeah. I, I think if you... We, we could ask Chad. It was an GPT. arranged marriage. Yeah. I think when that, they were moving from Italy. I think first cousins often were coupled up. I don't know often. Lexi, you think that was often? Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> like we're throwing Lex under the bus asking for her opinion about first cousins. <laughs> I mean, in early ages, Thank probably. You. Thank you, Lexi. She's back like in the early, early 19th mm-hmm. century, maybe. No, well, I'm well, I, way further back. Especially than with that. immigrant families. Oh, forever, right? It's common. It's the same bloodline. It's the same connection. It's family that's with the family. Whole, that's the whole reason why well, you're not supposed to do it. Because that happen. doesn't mean it's not weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's comfortable, well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, the name was Anthony Benedetto. That's the one that Bob Hope wanted to deep six. Get rid of it. And then they ended up with Tony Bennett mm-hmm. as a result. Now, in our house, you know, so we grew up, you know, I'm 60s, child of the 60s and the 70s. My parents... In the Pantheon, we they always were listening to music, just like your dad. We always had stuff on the stereo. We had a stereo. You know, it's like everybody had this in the 60s, mm-hmm. a big piece of furniture, yep. right? You pulled up back the lid. There was the player, yep. you know, the record player, maybe an AM, FM radio. You looked down into it. Yep. And there mm-hmm. were all those albums in there. At the Pantheon in the Hall House, of course, we genuflected, bowed our heads with Frank Sinatra. Same with us. He was number one. Mm-hmm. A notch below that. And not that far below it was Tony Bennett. Yeah, I agree. Same with us. Really? Yep. And it's this... now there was never a question who was oh, at the top of the mountain. Of, no, there's never. But it was always Tony was right there. Yeah, and the styles couldn't be more different. Yeah, I mean Frank was kind. Frank was the chairman of the board, right? <laughs> he could do anything. Frank was brash. He oh, was in gosh. charge. He was the. He was the man. He was the man. Mm-hmm. He was the undisputed yep. man. Where Tony was, he was like, the alpha of every group. Yeah, and Tony was like the crooner, the the softer edge in some ways. Yeah, he was a little. Tony to me was a little bit more of a balladeer, mm-hmm. and Frank was like swinging you know, it, swinging it. Yeah. yeah, but the emotion. I mean, the emotion. I'm going to play a cut a little later on about things that I, things that made me think that this is how adults thought. When I first heard a Tony Bennett song, I was like, what? Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that. So all these guys, they brought their own flavor. And I love Tony Bennett. Me too. Okay, give us another one, Lex. Oh, I like this one. Oh, yeah. I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire This sounds to me like late 50s. This is 53. Okay. Early 50s. Yep, one of his trademark songs. He's one of, um, this happens to me a lot when I listen to male singers, is I like, he sounds like a young man there. Mm -hmm. And I like his voice better when he ages. Right. Um, I like, I think Frank's sweet spot was around age 60 Mm -hmm. to me. 
I love that. Um, I would even say Tony Bennett's is older than that. I mean, I think so too. I thought yeah. he really, Tony Bennett sang well pretty much until he died. Yeah. I mean, that's very unusual. Oh, my gosh. Very, and very difficult. Yeah. I wonder what, you know, the care of the instrument was like. I don't know. I've, there's nothing in any of the no. stories I've read that talked about him, his voice lessons. Yeah. Any of the care he took right. in what he smoked or didn't. I mean, he, was, he, was, he was an addict for a while. Yep. He was an alcoholic. Um, but there was, there's nothing about him taking care of his voice. I know. And uh, the same thing with Sinatra. You think, oh, my gosh, that's your ticket to the world. Right. And, you know, look, look at somebody like Sinatra. He smoked and he drank until the bitter end. Yep. And that yep. voice was pretty much rich and beautiful through that. Yeah. Tony Bennett the same way. I mean, I love that connection with Lady Gaga. To be honest, I don't have any that I, I don't listen to it. But just the fact that he and her were connected like that and obviously they had deep affection for each other. That's a beautiful thing. Listen, I think she's a super talent and I've never been a fan I have never been a fan, but how she treated him, she loved him. was so lovely, and it won me over to her. Yeah, she I was agree, so, me too. She was so respectful, and not just respectful, but she wanted in every public appearance to make him look as good as he possibly could, yep. and to sound as, as well as he possibly could, and was so eager to step back into the shadow so that he could shine. That's a lovely quality sure and, a, and very unusual in a performer like that. Well, for a megastar who, you know, would acquiesce that spotlight to a, a megastar from a different era. So people in their teens and 20s, right? They yep. who's Tony? What's who's this guy? And all of a sudden there he is. It's just a beautiful thing. It it really is. Anyway, um I'm happy to take some time to rem- wait play play one for us as we're going out. Okay, Alex. good, yeah. The passing today of Tony Bennett mm-hmm. at the age of 96. There's a song in my heart Because of you, my romance Had its start Because of you, the sun will shine Right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724 New Roof. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older and... Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. 
Go to GetEthos.com now for your free estimate. That's GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, right. 724-NEW-ROOF. All right, so we're back in the office, obviously, post-pandemic. Now, the Wall Street Journal did a, um, a sample survey of what is deemed um, acceptable in the new office dress code. 1,020 people, uh, U.S. adults, and here's the thing. They say it's not always a young versus old face-off. Gen Zers can be stricter and boomers less formal than one might think. So here are the contentious items. Can you wear a baseball cap to the office? Oh. Overall. Oh, wait, no, wait. Yeah. Do you want me to answer this? Yeah. I think a guy could wear a baseball cap to the office. Guys here in this office wearing baseball cap? Has anyone ever worn a baseball Only other I'm... than a joke. No. But I'm, I do remember that joke you're talking about. Uh, but I think if it was a nice, it depends on what the overall fit uh, is. Huh. But I feel like a guy could pull that off if it was Baseball. well thought out, okay. as opposed to looking like a slob. All right. So the Wall Street Journal survey says uh, the result isn't exactly a home run. A narrow majority of total respondents think baseball caps can go to work. It matters little if your hat is plain um, or it's branded. A plain. I mean, one. I don't want ping like you know. You're at the U.S. Open across your hat. What do you? But... Why? What's wrong? What? It's a hat's a hat. What, no. What does it? No. I hate. I hate the ping hats that what? golfers wear. The letters are like eight inches tall. That can't happen at the office. Really? No. All right. Gen Zers. I mean, I'm just giving you my opinion. It's not like I am assuming that the but society's going along. You're with saying me. yes, but now there's a little caveat as opposed. Well, to- I just, I mean, that's such obvious, ridiculous advertising that mm-hmm. it just seems like that's weird in the office. Okay. Gen Zers and millennials are clearly pro caps at the desk while Gen Xers can't make up their minds. 50% said unbranded caps are never okay. Are never okay. Among older folks, 53% of the 59 and up say unbranded caps are never acceptable and a smidge more veto branded ones. How about that? Okay. What Can't, do you think? 
I think it'd be weird. Okay. I, I, what? Some guy walking around here with a baseball hat on? Lexi, how do you feel about that? Who gives a hoot? Yes, oh, kind of baseball oh cap. There, there she goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who gives a hoot? She says. All right. I mean, that's the voice of the younger Jim. She's letting her know. hair down. I don't yeah. know. Or I'm wearing it up in a baseball cap. <laughs> Uh-oh. I guess next week things are going to change around here I'm about at the to office. say, I'm going to come in with my Bucky's hat, you know, mm-hmm. just... Right, exactly. But don't nice upset Kath as long as the typeface isn't too big. Just don't put ping on it. Like, I just mm-hmm. hate that. I won't. Okay, can you wear jewelry? Now, this is a no-brainer. Can, can Overall, you wear jewelry? Most of those surveyed considered office bling a go with a 92% approval. Oh, what's an 8%? What are they doing? Um, most controversial, earrings. 23% of respondents say they have no business in an office. Who earrings. thinks that? Those aged over 58 are iffiest about earrings. But rather surprisingly, they're more relaxed than youngsters regarding rings, while just 7% of older respondents consider finger furnishings, excluding wedding and signet rings, never okay. 12% of Gen Zers feel that way. What? I, I don't even know any of those people. Can you wear shorts to the office? A healthy 58% of respondents think it can be appropriate for guys to flash some legs in the office. Uh, those over, over over 58 were the sole anti-short crusaders, with 57% saying, no, you cannot wear shorts to the office. No, don't wear shorts to the office, and don't wear a ball hat. You want to wear your jewelry, that's fine. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. is sending additional warships and thousands of Marines to the Middle East to increase security in the wake of Iranian attempts to seize commercial ships. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin approving the deployment of the USS Bataan Amphibious Readiness Group and the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit to the Gulf region. Now, that includes three ships and some 2,500 Marines. U.S. Central Command says the deployment will provide, quote, even greater flexibility in the region. That deployment comes on the heels of decisions in recent weeks to send a destroyer and a number of F-35 and F-16s to the region. Jason Walker reporting. The combined strike by Hollywood actors and screenwriters now entering its second week with no sign of a swift ending. This is SRN News. On MyPillow's 20th year anniversary, with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You'll receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price is $69.98, and just $10 more for a king size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com, call 800-391-0954, use promo code WORD. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. They are our cuddlers and coworkers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. 
When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Plan now to join Word FM Friday, August 18th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Expect partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be good weather for sleeping. Tonight's low 56. Partly sunny and pleasant tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 78. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 58. A beautiful end of the weekend Sunday with sunny to partly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Sunday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I have uh, reached the age uh, of my cough, where now I'm listening to it like it's a musical instrument. <laughs> oh, oh, the timbre there. That's a little off today. I wonder what's going on in the chest there. I mean, I, th- this cough has been with me for like two plus months. Seriously. I, I'm deeply intimate with it. Now that you hear me walking around, I cough and then I say something like yes, nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what like that it. means. I don't know what that means. It's like the cough has become part of your language. It, it basically has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a word. But I do know that I'm not alone. I was talking to somebody today. They're like, oh, my, yeah, I, I, we got to cough. And I know a lot of people, people who have this. Really? Now, you're, you had bronchitis first and uh-huh. then it became a pneumonia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if every, if, if it's a, it's just a viral thing that just kind of hits different people differently. Well, you know my fear. Was it you have cancer? Yeah. I was driving home the other day and I saw a billboard, billboard and it was like there was a person in like a tube and they're like, oh, lung cancer screening is so easy to do. And I thought, oh, yeah, look at that. Maybe I have lung cancer. And not to make light. Of course. Of course, I'm thinking about it's, that. It's a serious thing. Because I, I wake up and I go, how are you feeling? Do I, do I have cancer? Mm-hmm. It's something to consider. Someone said one time that pretty much every that we all have cancer at some level. You know what I mean? It's like a perpetual. It's just it's it's a thing, thing. and it just depends on how. Well, I I could ran down that path, and I started thinking, 
okay, so what's in order here? Then I think, oh, I'm going to miss everybody. And I, I had like this, I was like going through like two days of mourning. Were you? I, yeah. I Without was, ever having a scan or anything. I fell into a hole. You know, my yeah. wife's like, get, my, here's my wife. She's like kind of yells, you don't have cancer. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a classic, okay. like, that's like a 1950s mother response. Like, okay. You don't have cancer, you're fine. Okay. But wait, I don't feel good. I just, it might be this thing here. I'm like trying to find excuses to right. suffer. I hope I don't. No, that's what I'm exactly. Yeah. Coming up in this hour, we have a lot ahead of us. We're going to talk about um, Junk Food Day and things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. They could connect. Today's today's Junk Food Day? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like how it's different from any other day. And it's Friday. So okay. I mean, you could stretch that out to be junk food weekend. Excellent. Right? Also, the weekend review coming up at 535. Um, and we'll talk about uh, Barbenheimer, which mm. is the craze hitting the Western world what today. What the heck's going on there? All right. Yeah. And so uh, we'll talk to Robert Krantz yes. uh, from the Hollywood acting community. Right. And I also want to ask about the writer's strike. Right. But. But. Yeah. I see on the clock here. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Kathy, it says here, it says on our daily clock, Kathy makes an announcement. I'm yep. like, what the heck? That's right. She's either pregnant no, or she's nope. got a promotion and no. she's leaving the show. No. Is that what's happening? No, I'm not. I'm not pregnant. Okay. And, uh, not that I know of. And I'm certainly not uh, leaving the show or taking a promotion. <laughs> okay, good. Because I, I don't I want a baby in sure. the studio. No. So you got to stick around. Okay? <laughs> That's great. Uh, but I do have something to say. Uh, Lex, could you uh, could you help me out, please? What the heck? Yesterday, we had air conditioning installed. How could you? You traitor. You guys, I did it. What? (laughs) That guy's not even sweaty. Yeah. What? You had air conditioning installed in your house? We did. No, I'm the only person in Western Pennsylvania. I'm the sole sweater. I'm I'm sorry to have left you behind. Why did you do that to me? I'm super sorry. I'm super sorry. You had air conditioning installed. Somebody came to your house? Yeah. My My husband was a driver. He was driving this. What happened? He changed. It was like... So outside your house is like this big machine? And, uh-huh. And, and inside it's cool? Uh-huh. <laughs> John, I don't know. I, I felt like I had to be honest and share with all the listening audience. We've been together for 12 years. 15. Both of... <laughs> neither of us, both of us, neither of us having air conditioning. So you're not going to be sweating at night? Well, here's the thing. Okay. Because I have an old house, we could only air condition part of it. We could only air condition the forced air part of it because oh, we have two oh, furnaces oh, oh, right, right, right. in our extremely old house. We have the radiator, radiator part, which we could not air condition. And then we have the forced air part, which we could. So where's the forced air part? So the forced air part is in the center of the house. So that would be the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen. Oh, so you really don't have air conditioning. Room, the kitchen, the living room, and then the three bedrooms upstairs. But our bedroom, not in air conditioned. Not not air conditioned. And our uh, family room, not air conditioned. But just knowing that you can go somewhere where it is air conditioned. So if it gets really bad, you just go, I'm abandoning yeah. the top floor. Yeah, and just going and downstairs. Because go, mm-hmm. the kids are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I, gosh. I, I just, I felt like I had to say it publicly, Joe. Holy smokes. You can knock me over with a feather. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I feel a little bit betrayed. I, I understand. And I figured you would because okay. I'd feel the same if the situations were what? reversed. I have to say. Well, I have uh, radiator heat. Sorry. We, we got, we got uh, four different bids. Did you? Uh-huh. Uh, the first bid was $35,000. <laughs> 
needless to say. That's rich. That's not the one we went Really? Did you win the lotto? I did not win the lotto. Holy smokes. So uh, if you're considering air conditioning for your house, I would consider getting multiple bids. Yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah. So that's it, John. And I got to be honest, it's only been 28 hours or something. No, at the top of the show, I was like, hey, it's been really nice sleeping. And you were like, mm-hmm. But it has been because it's not where our bedroom is oh, not air conditioned. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. You know, when we were talking to the installers, they were like, you guys are doing it backwards. Like, you should be you should be air conditioning your bedrooms and not the rest of the house. And I said, I don't feel that way. I don't I sleep. I, I really sleep fine with fans. I don't need the bedroom. I much rather have the main living area right. to be air conditioned. Sorry. <laughs> you can knock me over with a finger. Come C- coming up next. Congratulations. I, I get, are in order, I believe. Coming up next. Mm-hmm. Barbenheimer. Both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Heimer. I can't even say it. I'm so nervous. Tongue's all sweaty. <laughs> Premiere today. Robert Krantz uh, from USC's film school is going to be back with us, and he's going to talk about what this could possibly mean. It's next. Friday edition. Right home. 101.5 WORD. It's summer in Pittsburgh, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com tuitions. You know, it's coming up on the end of July, and mm. this is one of those times I feel like you need to grab summer and say, wait a minute, hold on. Don't go away. Right. And of course you can't do that. But the thing you can do, at least the thing I'm trying to do, is to just kind of soak it in. Like to do things that are memorable, things you're really going to enjoy with people you really enjoy, and food you most likely will enjoy oh yeah that'd be a, a stop to the spring house <laughs> just i mean i was talking about life in general but yeah it does make me think about the spring house in particular marsh is here hey marsh how's your summer good great how's your summer good well it's good but you know when i think about all those things john's exactly right we love to come to the spring house we love to see you guys we love to just hang out at the place of course we love to eat chocolate milk <laughs> The whole thing. But it's just, that's, I think, visiting the spring house is one of those things about summer you just can't miss. I know. It's just so fun. And so many families are coming. I just came out of the office out in the back, and this lady had her couple kids going down the slide out behind the store, little kids. And she, I had my apron on. She goes, are you one of the cooks? And I said, I am. She said, thank you so much for everything. It was fabulous, and we're having so much fun. And just thanks for having all of this for us. I thought it was so sweet. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, it's a great place to go. It's fun for everyone. There's food. There's entertainment. It's thrills galore. Come on. Go to the spring house and have yourself a summer. Thanks, Marsh. Thanks, guys. Love it. Springhousemarket.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 
When you begin a project, it's important to have the right tools. When you study the Bible, it's important to have the right system. The book Knowable Word presents a proven three-step approach to help you correctly interpret and learn from God's Word without relying on commentaries. This is a system the author has used successfully for years. Ask for your copy of Knowable Word, available today from Truth For Life at truthforlife.org slash donate. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. You couldn't find two more diverse movies to premiere with such huge fanfare on the same day than Barbie and Oppenheimer. Boy, you got that right. Which is why social media has spawned something called Barbenheimer, which is people who are going to see both in one day because it's so ridiculous. Uh, It's really amazing. Now, if you were going to go to both today, which I know you're not, John, because you're leaving for vacation tomorrow, uh, which would you choose? Oppenheimer. Would you like to go to both? No. You have no interest in Barbie? No. Okay. Do Le- you? Lexi. You have interest in Barbie? I have interest in both. Really? Okay, so you good. so if you had no restrictions, you'd go to both today? Oh, 100%. I even told you guys a couple days ago I was hoping that the local drive-in mm. was going to do a double feature because that's obviously the best route to go. Right, right. But they're not, though, are they? They are not because yeah, Oppenheimer is three hours long. Three hours. It's a very long So movie. if Oppenheimer was like your second feature, you'd be leaving the drive-in like it. 2.30. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't stay awake for the 9 p.m. feature. Imagine right. what I'd do mm-hmm. and at, at that point. Okay, you're going to go see Barbie? I mean, I would like to see them both, but I don't re- I don't need to see- I feel like I don't need to see either one in the theater. Oh, no, that's wrong. You know, Oppenheimer is playing on IMAX, 70 millimeter IMAX, in only 19 theaters across the country. This massive screen. Not here in Pittsburgh. Okay. I think the closest one's in Philadelphia. That's the way to see it. Is it really? Oh, yeah. So you don't go to the movies. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, Robert Krantz not only goes to movies, but he's in them. He is. He's a uh, Greek-American who graduated from USC's film school. He acted in several films, including Back to the Future, Women in Red, Billionaire Boys Club, Who's the Boss, Silver Spoons, you name it. He and joined a new movie. And a new movie coming out, which we have to talk about before mm-hmm. the end of the segment. And we're happy to have him back on the show. Robert, how are you? Hey, you guys. How are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Robert. We're good. Thanks for being with us here today. So there you are in, in the midst of it all in L.A., in Hollywood. And, of course, you know, the news out of L.A., you're essentially unemployed right now with no future prospects, yeah? <laughs> you know, I'm grateful. We finished our film uh, before and got it released before the uh, strike occurred. Uh, the one thing that could hurt us a little bit was... Some of the actors uh, are not doing publicity on films, but I read yesterday that if it's an independent film, um, that they're allowing them to do it. So I think we'll be okay. But uh, I'm so glad we got got in under the wire. Fabulous. All right, talk about Barbenheimer. I mean, it's it's a very funny cross section of uh, movies <laughs> that are premiering today. Any interest? You know, here's the thing. I've got to sort out one issue for myself, which is Oppenheimer for sure. Yes, I think it's going to be wonderful. 
But I uh, I read a review from the gentleman, gentleman who runs Movie Guy, a Christian organization, and he just blasted the Barbie movie and said it's just, you know, woke, man-hating. And so I'm going to talk to some people that have seen it. And I, the one thing I, I, I've had this conversation with so many people is when I write our films, we never treat the man as that dumb old guy that just doesn't get it. We don't treat the woman the same, you know, she's just dumb. She's just, no, we treat each, we treat each other with respect in these films. And if there, if there's some inference that men are dumb and Ken is stupid, it just wouldn't be my cup of tea. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I've read very little. Oftentimes when I go want to go see a film, I try not to read too much about it. But, of course, you, you can't escape it. It's everywhere. I mean, the publicity thing for the Barbie movie is gigantic. It is. It's like a, a, a machine. Uh, and so I, I read that, and so it sort of makes me go, eh, I'm not really interested. Here's the weird thing for me, Robert, is that it, it's a Barbie movie, but it's PG-13. So the kids who would want to go see it, they're excluded from it, which is kind of odd. Yeah, I, I, I guess what's their target audience? I, I, from what I understand, it's women 13 and up, I guess, is their yeah. target audience. And, you know, I like to give everything a shot. If, if uh, I, I'm going to try and if it's something that has redeeming value and so forth, I'd be happy to see it and support it. But, man, so much of this is just uh, so much of these productions today. I will turn to my wife as we're watching it and say, let me just show you from a man's perspective. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. I was watching this, I think it was a CMT commercial uh, a couple of years ago, and Brad Paisley was doing it with, um, I forget who, uh, may have been the, the, the young singer from American Idol. And there was there was a commercial, and he said, here's, here's, where's, where's Brad? They were talking, I think, to Brad Paisley. So, so he's all tied up. And the camera pans across, and he's all tied up on the floor. And it was, and I went, turned to my wife, and I go, now what if that was a woman? Right. It wouldn't be so funny, would it? So I'm always very careful about these, these shows to, uh, that they're even-handed and not demeaning to either sex. Yep. Robert Krantz is with us. He's an actor here. Robert, okay, so uh, how do you balance something like that? So, you know, you're distinctly different, I'm sure, across Hollywood, is that you're a believer, you're still working professionally at a very high level. Um do you have to navigate, you know, auditions, um, who you connect with? Because what if you get cast in something and you go, hey, Robert, I mean, here's an opportunity, but it is, you know, sort of counter to your faith. Have you turned down great things question. because of that? A great question. I've turned to my wife when we're watching certain shows and I go, if I got that role, would you want me to take it? Because there's certain scenes where you go, hmm. I've been fortunate enough that the last couple of years I've been able to write, produce, direct, and act in my own films. Um, and what guides me through that without sounding hokey is prayer. It really does. I really think long and hard and pray about it and say, God, is this what you want me to do? And then when I go and make that film, I try my best not to pound the audience over the head with Jesus, God, boom, boom, boom. Those audiences across the board, they're coming there to be entertained. Mm. And if you give them a good message along the way and don't pound them over the head, and give them some good acting and good screenwriting, then they're going to be really happy. So, But it really starts with me with prayer. I've, I've thought long and hard about each one of these films because I've realized now this is kind of what I'm leaving behind mm -hmm. in my life is this legacy of these films. And so I try and give a great thought of what God would want me to do. Wow. How does that... Um... 
this is I, I don't know how else to ask this. Does that get quote unquote get in the way of how uh, someone in your position would normally plan out projects or choose projects? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I you know, I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, recently I've been looking back and I've been doing it for many decades now. And what has stunned me was people who were in my class, so to speak, whether it was acting class or auditions, I'm telling you that one thing that shocked me was so many of them that were making millions of dollars have either died, their careers have fallen apart. They just, something I look back and I go, how am I still going? And I asked this to uh, Elizabeth Rome, who's in our new feature. And I said, Elizabeth, does it ever bother you? Like you think like, it's almost like you feel like you walked through this minefield and other people stepped on the mines, but you didn't. Hmm. I said, why do you think that is? And she said, they're missing a spiritual component in their life. She goes, that's what I boiled it down to. And I kind of found that to be true. Um, and, I, I, and I would add one other thing, too. There's a huge element of kindness. I found people that even when I had a glancing moment with them that were kind, really had, it didn't surprise me that they had longevity. I'll give you a quick example. I did a, a miniseries called The Billionaire Boys Club. And I was leaving at this was 1987 and I was leaving the theater and it was, you know, everybody was there. It was a huge, uh, Jed Nelson was the lead and so forth. But I was just, I was kind of by myself. So I was leaving and this person was walking next to me and she turned and said, Hey, I just want to tell you, you did a great job. And I looked at was Sarah Jessica Parker. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I wanted to go, Whoa, Hey, I saw you in Footloose years, you know, but I tried to still stay cool. But she was so kind. And ironically, the other person that came up to me that night was Isai Morales, who's in the Tom Cruise film. And I saw him in the commercial, and I went, you know, it doesn't surprise me. When I went up to Isai and we were talking, I said, oh, I'm a huge fan. He goes, no, no, man, this is your night. That's cool. Just a really good guy. And, and some of the people that were jerks, man, they, they just their careers torpedoed. Interesting. Interesting. Robert Krantz is with us. He's a, an actor, a writer, a producer. Robert, let's talk about uh, faith, films of faith, of which you're a major part of here. I mean, uh, the newest release of Sound of Freedom, I've not yet seen it. I mean, it's breaking uh, big box office records for faith films. That's a really good sign. Uh, you've got a new feature film out as well. Talk about that. I mean, the, the, the tenor and the quality of these films have changed, and I'm sure you're part of this. God, I'm trying. I am trying, you guys. I'm telling you, I grew frustrated with faith-based films because I thought they were poorly written. I thought they were poorly acted. I thought they were preachy. I thought they weren't entertaining. I thought they were unrealistic. And I, that's when I came out with Faith, Hope, and Love, which when I, Netflix bought my last one before this one, the newest one I just did, it's called A Marriage Made in Heaven, uh, with Tom Arnold and Paul Rodriguez, Vivica Fox, uh, Connie Selica, Kim Coles, Elizabeth Rome, just nice. wonderful people. Excellent. And what I what I try to do with these films, like I said before, I, I, when you get a babysitter, when you are a grandparent, you sit down with your grandchildren, I, I, when you've taken time out of your day and you've worked nine to five for five, six days, and you have given me the privilege of sitting in that seat and, and, and plunking down money or, or putting a, on the HBO, whatever it may be, I have poured everything I can so that hour and 35 or 40 minutes, at the end of it, you feel better about your life. And if along the way, 
you grow closer to God or have a look at God, then I really feel like I've done my job. Yeah, but good. that 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 market where we as Christians, John, where we make a mistake, the passion comes along. We go, oh, here comes the faith-based market, and then it dies down. Then, oh, here comes sound of freedom, and then it dies down. It is very, very, very difficult to get traction in the faith-based market because there are not many outlets to produce them mm. and to distribute them. It's unbelievably hard, um, and I'm at the tip of that. Right now, with, with the films that I make, it is so hard to get traction on it. But by God's grace, I've been able to make it for the most part. But to break through to a higher level, I don't know if God will ever give me that, but I hope so. Well, I certainly appreciate you you know, banging out the door, because sooner or later that door is going to fall down. Robert Krantz is with us. His brand new film is called A Marriage Made in Heaven. Robert, uh, has the film uh, released yet? Is it in theaters? Is it streaming? Talk it's, to us about that. It's, it's, it, right now you can get it at elinasmultimedia.com. You can download it there. It's E-L-L-I-N-A-S multimedia.com. You can download it there. And then I think next month, I think in August, it's going to go on to Pure Flix. Nice. And then after that, I think five or six months after that, it'll be everywhere. And the basic storyline is if you had to relive one week of your life, which week would you relive? Mm. And what happens in this movie, I my life is kind of falling apart. I'm a successful talk show host. My life is kind of falling apart. I'm divorced. I, and I go to visit my mother's gravesite, and I'm praying, and suddenly my guardian angel, who's Tom Arnold, shows up. <laughs> and, and he says, I'm your guardian angel, and sure enough, he is my guardian angel. He says, you got your wish one week, and I'm going to be there with you. And so that's where, where the movie takes off from. Outstanding. Sounds like a lot of fun. That's Robert Grant's. The brand new movie is called A Marriage Made in a Heaven. A Marriage Made in Heaven. All right. Okay, so, Robert, uh, Barbie may be on hold. Um, Oppenheimer, I'm like you. I can't wait to see it. Positive. It's going to be great. Fabulous. I think may, I, I predict right now, I think that thing is going to win the Academy Award. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Hey, thanks for checking in. We really appreciate your time here, Robert. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Our pleasure. You as well. Robert Krantz, A Marriage Made in Heaven. Uh, it's out there. You check it out. Also, um, these guys, Kath, Lex, you're committed to the Barbieheimer thing. Yeah. I mean, I'd do them both if I could. All right. Look forward to your review in future shows. The world is ever-changing. Fashion, automobiles, news, turn around and the world is always it's, different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is. But if you're thinking about embedding yourself in the eternal truth of God, and you're a young, soon-to-be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College. It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all, and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, you need a guide. You need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you, and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find. I'm into that. So, if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, 
your son, your daughter, you yourself, where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College. The eternal truth of Christ. That is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. Skechers new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Experience a night out in Pittsburgh aboard our Captain's Dinner Cruise. See our beautiful city while you enjoy a delicious dinner, DJ music, and the great company of family and friends. Make your reservations now for a night out on the water at gatewayclipper.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Expect partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be good weather for sleeping. Tonight's low 56. Partly sunny and pleasant tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 78. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 58. A beautiful end of the weekend Sunday with sunny to partly cloudy skies. We'll reach a high Sunday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You want to be a responsible pet owner, do you not? Yes. Right. So you see people walking their dogs, they do their business, and then they don't pick it up. I, you see this? I can't believe people do that. Well, listen to this story. Every day when the French mayor of a small town of Baziers heads to work, he walks his Labrador retriever, he sees dog mess. On the sidewalks, on the streets, the brown smears, he says, are an eyesore. Now the mayor, Robert Menard, is turning up the heat. He has instituted a policy in his town where dogs walking on the main street must have their DNA on file <laughs> with the local government. People must now oh carry gosh, dog that's passports. awesome. That is awesome. If dog poop is found, the city will be authorized to test it to uncover which dog did it and the owner will be forced to pay for the cleanup, a a cleanup fee of $136. He says, I can't stand it anymore. Everywhere I go, this is what I see. So uh, the city's now going to put out bids to companies to do the DNA testing. You must carry your passport with you at all times. Um, traced back to you, the owner will receive a bill for the city's cleaning, as I said, for $136. They hope that the threat of a fine will help reduce the time and the money that sanitation workers spend picking up the dog feces. They say in this town, the town spends $89,495 on picking up dog poop. So they're going to 
They're going to just come down on his I heart. love the passport idea. Mm-hmm. I think that is hilarious. No. To, to incentivize dog owners, the city will organize free DNA tests for dogs in September where owners can submit their dog's saliva samples and receive the document. Uh, dog owners can also go to their veterinarians. Now, uh, this, is, this also happens in other cities. Um, in Tel Aviv, this is a, a fairly common thing as, as well. So who knew? It's one of those things like when you see someone litter, you see someone throw on, garbage guys. out of their, their car, window? car window on the parkway. Don't you hate that? I think, what, what part of your brain told you that was an okay thing to do? Because people just aren't brought up and right. you know what? This is what I want to ask. The same thing that I, maybe my parents did when I was a little kid, is I want to stop them and say, now, who, who do you think is going to get that? They don't care. Who's going to get that? Do you think people care about I'm that? I'm just, I want them to answer the question. No, no, no. Who's going to get that? No, people are going to, you know. Just rudeness begets rudeness. You know that. That's just how it is. Okay. All right. What are we doing next here? Yeah, that's Week in Review. Oh, the Week in Review. Mm -hmm. What are people talking about? What are we reading? What did we eat? Yeah. Watching anything fun? What hacked you off, John? Oh, okay. We'll find that out next. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. You're listening to 101.5 Word FM. This is WORD. 1.5 WORD. Welcomes back to Pittsburgh. Will you please welcome Jeff Allen. Give it up. Comedian Jeff Allen. October 6th at Impact Christian Church. Word FM fan club members, your advanced discount tickets are on sale now through Monday only. Go to our website and click on Jeff Allen's face to get the good seats now before they're on sale to the general public and at the special fan club discount of $10 off per ticket. It's another perk for being a fan club member. Get tickets now or join the fan club at wordfm.com slash Jeff. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Hello, my name is Zahar. I'm 14 years old. Originally from Aleppo, Rahaf and her family were forced to flee the destruction of the Syrian war, hiding in a cave for days at a time to avoid capture and death at the hands of terrorists. Eventually finding sanctuary in one of Lebanon's crowded refugee camps, Rahaf met Heart for Lebanon, who not only provided Rahaf a Christian education, they gave her hope. The hope found only in Christ, as Rahaf gave her life to Jesus. In the midst of a desperate situation, God is saving Muslim-cultured refugees and giving them hope through Heart for Lebanon. I thank Heart for Lebanon because he learned me about Jesus. Jesus changed me. I love Jesus so much. You can reach a child like Rahaf and her family today. Find out more at wordfm.com or invest now by calling 888-247-5499. That's 888-247-5499. 
This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue downtown. This year, we're celebrating 250 years of God's faithfulness, making us the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business. God was working here before the nation was founded. Join us for worship in the majesty of our grand sanctuary, Sunday mornings at 1045. God's not done with this great old church. God's not done with you either. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? No, I'm not saying this is like everyone, but the, the, what I'm reading and what we just, I think people are talking. Talking about Bar- Barbieheimer. Barbenheimer. Okay. I think everybody's talking really? about it. It's what I so? have. Yes. You have the same thing? Yes, what I have down. What the, I mean, this whole, the whole world it's is spinning. It's ridiculous. And there's like this. There's like major things in the world. But see, the thing about Barbenheimer is that it doesn't matter. That's right. why it's great. No, I'm telling you, you, I have not obs- heard good things. You can obsess over something that doesn't matter. Right. Thank goodness for that. You, well, you haven't heard good things about Barbie. Uh-huh. Well, I I'm mean, I'm not expecting it's going to like set my world on fire. I mean, okay. I just think that when you grew up with Barbies... Seeing a movie about Barbie that makes fun of some of the things about Barbie is funny. Let's hope so. Okay, right. we'll find out. What was a conversation that made you think? Well, this is not a conversation that's connected to the show. But I was talking to a guy, and he was opining about growing up with a disconnected dad. Yeah. And it broke my heart. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I, I, I was up. I was. I heard that conversation, and he was like, "My dad wasn't the kind of guy who played, who played ball with me, and my dad, he was kind of gruff with me." And I, you know, and I thought, man, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, my dad. You can't was, recover from that, or that you. Right. I don't think you can. And he was like my age. He was carrying that with him for decades. It means so much to be available when you're a parent, doesn't it? It. To be present. It's an incredible gift. Oh, it's incredible. I, 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 don't you mourn that sometimes? When I think about my kids and I go, oh, I wish I had that back again. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. wish I had a redo in some mm-hmm. ways. I loved it. Yep. But it went by, like everyone says, it goes by so yeah, fast. Yeah, it goes and by it so fast. surely does go by so yeah. fast. So yeah. that's what I've been thinking about. All right, well, that's good. Um, the conversation I was thinking about was actually on the show. Oh. <laughs> it was today at 410 with Adam Graber. That he, he is a uh, a person that tracks uh, the digital world and how it intersects with theology, and uh, we talked about Chat GPT and yeah. what that would mean for uh, Bible uh, translations or commentaries or you know huge compendiums of Anglican theology or Presbyterian theology or Lutheran theology or. Um, just how our familiarity with the Bible text itself um, could become more and more and more important as we see digital, perhaps permutations of it that are not accurate. And it's very weird. It's, it's so complex. Yeah, it's a brave new world, and uh, but it was it was very challenging. I can't imagine I something like that. that. I can't either. Yep. That's why we're here. Next, what are you reading? I'll be 96 and still reading Truman. <laughs> I will be. I mean, that's a fine, it's a lovely, it's a very, very interesting book. The David McCullough Pulitzer Prize winning book. I mean, it includes, you know, I mean, these characters, Eleanor Roosevelt and Churchill and Stalin and Joseph McCarthy. And I mean, all these people. And there's Truman in the middle who's like this rock solid guy. 
like the guy you want in that space and time. Like God ordained to have this guy there. There's chaos in the United States in the world, and then there's Harry Truman. It's big, but I, seriously, it's really big. I, I will be. I'll be on my deathbed and going. Just one more page. <laughs> Just one more page. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of one more page, I'm still reading Portrait of an Unknown Woman oh. by Daniel Silva, which is also a pretty big book. Uh, my first book by him. It's about art theft and forgery, mm. and it's super interesting. I also decided that I'm reading, uh, just taking the next week and reading the book of Deuteronomy. Hey, good I haven't you. read it in a while. I think it's my favorite OT book. Excellent. What did you eat? Kath took me to Butter Joint. Mm-hmm. Now, she said to me, well, let's go and we'll have a burger. And I said, well, I, yeah, I can have a burger. I said, that was a good burger. Man, you know what? It was so good about it. I like, it's interesting. So there were four of us. We went out to dinner for lunch. How, how did you have yours? Medium. Medium. The other guy had his medium well. Right. The other guy had his medium done, like charred. And I had mine medium rare. We all had different. Varieties of medium. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good burger. And what I keep on thinking about is the the uh, tomato on top of that thing. And there, there's some bacon and some really good fries. That was a the, butter joint. Yep. Mm. Yes, I'm fries telling you, good. North Craig Street. The fries are so good. You know what I've been thinking about? Tell me. The pickles. Oh, the pickles Those, that they make. You know, yeah. they pickle themselves. They pickle a bunch of things there. Mm. And I just love the pickles. Yeah. The, it's like... It's it's like a better version of a McDonald's pickle. Mm. It's super thin like mm. that, and it's super tart. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is the same thing? Yep, it's exactly really? same the thing. same thing. What did you watch? Um, I'm re-watching a film that I saw last year called Tar. Oh, yeah. With Kate with Blanchett. With Kate Blanchett. I loved it in the theater. I love it more streaming. Because what, what, we, uh, we'll watch it, and we'll go, stop. And then my wife and I would go, Blah, 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 blah. What do you think about that? There's so much, so much to talk about. Ultimately, it's like this spy. It's one of these horror films, basically. I mean, she's like this world class composer. Um, uh, she's a maestro, and this spiral of her life, and you see it coming, and it's like uh, a slow motion train wreck. But it's really interesting. It's uh, I think it's on Netflix. Did you have to pay for it? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Did you have to rent it? On Netflix. Oh, no, it's free. Oh, it's streaming. It's streaming, yeah. Okay. Highly recommend it. All right, great. I'd love to see that, actually. Uh, I watched a live concert uh, by Wolfpack, one of my favorite bands, Mm -hmm. and this is their newest uh, uh, concert, Live at Bonnaroo. If you are sad, if you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you have any negative emotions in your life... You should go on YouTube and watch Live at Bonnaroo by Wolfpack, and I guarantee you, you will be smiling five minutes in, and you will smile for the next 90. It is the happiest, most fun group of people doing the greatest, most fun music. You cannot beat it. I love it. What hacked you off? Well, you know, I mean, to be alive today is to, to be triggered quickly right i mean it's easy to be hacked off however i have to say this i saw something this week that really hacked me off first i read about it then i watched this little video about it <laughs> someone was complaining <laughs> i mean that's so ridiculous but it hacked me off ultimately about their time blindness and because <laughs> because they have time blindness they can't be on time and why why are there clocks 
And, <laughs> and it's offensive to them that there's a clock there because it's just making them feel worse about their disability. Why is there this structure in place that the world has to be on time? I mean, <laughs> that hacked me off. I'm laughing at it. It's so ridiculous. But the person who was doing it was victimized. Mm-hmm. I'm a victim. Of, I'm a victim of time. And no one gives me any consideration. Are you kidding me? You're a victim of time? Be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. Just be on time. The world runs on time or not. What hacked me off is I started listening to the podcast, The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. Mm. And uh, without going into the whole podcast, what hacked me off is her cancellation in social culture. Uh, She does a fine job explaining how she got from point A to point B in her perspective on life and people. Um, Few people have actually engaged enough to hear it. Um, but regardless, she's a human being who has a right to express her point of view. And if it offends you, then it offends you. I've had a lot of speakers that I've listened to, a lot of speakers on the show who've offended me. It's okay. Like, that's who we are. We're people and we're going to bump up against each other and we're going to hurt each other's feelings. And that's just something that we have to be able to tolerate. And it's sad for me that people can't tolerate her. What was the best news you heard this week? Well, I just, this is just a minor. The best news is I do believe truly that my health is returning. Despite what I sound like uh, and me still coughing, uh, I, I, for a while there I was anxious. Like, oh, I'm really sick here. I'm really, I've not been sick for a long, like years and years and years. But I think I'm getting better. That's mm-hmm. good news. That is great news. Uh, I got to be honest, I'm excited to have air conditioning. Of course. I've never had air conditioning. Dang, I'll be, I'll be a no, frequent in my guest. Whole, in my whole life, I've never lived in a place with air conditioning. Your family home? Uh-uh. Your father? Yeah, they got air conditioning right after I went to college. Uh-huh. Moved into know. my own apartment. They could save some money. The exactly. kids gone. Uh-huh. I mean, it's good. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually pretty geeked about that. Excellent. Very nice. What have you been listening to? Well, of course, you wake up this morning, you hear the news about Tony Bennett. And of course, like Cass said, this was part of my childhood, right? My, our mm-hmm. parents were invested in this. So it's the sound of my youth in some ways, but then it goes beyond that. However, this song from Tony Bennett, I remember hearing when I was a kid, and I was thinking, what? There's a weird sort of like romantic psychological thing here that he does, and it shocked me as a kid. pieces when somebody breaks your heart some somebody twice as smart as I a somebody who will swear to be true as you used to do with me Who'll leave you to learn That misery loves company Wait and see I mean, I mean that's a beautiful voice. Oh, it's such a beautiful voice. So you, you what, you didn't understand, like, you couldn't figure out what he was talking about? No, it was like this broken heart revenge. He wanted to get back. You, you crushed me. I was like, 
I couldn't make sense of that as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm probably I heard this when I was That's like really funny. eight or nine. That's really cute that you remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, I, of course, was thinking about Tony Bennett, too. Um, and he's done some great duets over the years. And, of course, the last one he did with Lady Gaga is, is probably uh, the most uh, famous one, the most well-known one. But this is my favorite one. Stars shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty-night and kiss me just hold me tight and tell me you miss me while I'm alone and blue as can be dream a little dream of me no wait Tony Bennett's 90 when he sang that no he wasn't 90 no I bet this I don't remember when this was this had to have been 15 He's, years ago okay but yeah. still he was in it he was in his 80s. Yeah, he was probably 80 I mean, when he was singing it. Doesn't he sound terrific? He sounds excellent. That's Katie Lang singing with him. Oh, and Katie Lang, what a voice. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, it's gorgeous. It sure is. It's really beautiful. Anyway, play that for us as we go out, Lex. Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you. Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you. But in your dreams, whatever they be, dream a little dream of me. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Springhouse in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough? Or Heath Crunch? Or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds and topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream. Or better yet, a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes, smothered with sliced strawberries, and again, real whipped cream. Jump in the car now, head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice cream. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. 
833-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750 or BigLou.com. Yeah, it's not just you. A lot of people are wondering why so many big corporations are actively promoting ideas and values that their own customers don't support. And honestly, this is another reason MediShare is so attractive to people who don't want to use their own healthcare dollars to pay for things they don't believe in. MediShare is the refreshing alternative. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians helping each other live healthy lifestyles. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they save a lot, too. Most families save around $500 a month. And member satisfaction surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance. So for you, maybe it's time. Find out how you can not only save, but freely choose to be part of something you believe in. Here's the number you can call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE. It's a big weekend uh, here in the city of Pittsburgh. This is like peak summer Pittsburgh. Um, Picklesburg's going on. Have you been to Picklesburg? Never have, but it's uh, not on the bridge anymore. No, it's a, a new a new venue. Where is the venue? What is uh, the venue? The venue. I'm sure it's, uh, I know it's downtown. I'm sorry, I don't know. There's a picklesburg.com map, and uh, it, uh, let me see. I'm looking it up. Well, it's downtown, is what I should say. Okay. Um, Picklesburg. Um, what, oh, Boulevard vintage. of the Allies. Okay. Vintage Grand Prix this weekend, which I love. I've, we've been to multiple Vintage Grand Prix. Uh, Friday through Sunday. That's super cool. And it's free. It's a really great way to spend the time. And it's so cool that Shenley Park is shaped like that. Oh, my gosh. So that that could happen. And those guys are flying. These cars are super right. cool. Uh, what else is going on here? Um, oh, f- Handmade and Vintage Market, Saturday. South Park Fairgrounds, uh, North Shore. There's a block, a blum, a block, a block, a block party. Excuse me, and uh, Fish is in town. Are you a fan of Fish? You know, I don't. I've I missed that band somehow. The Vermont Jam Band. Yeah. For fish, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I saw that they were coming in. Yeah, Picklesburg. Okay, so Picklesburg. I'm on the website picklesburg.com, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to show you this picture. Okay. It looks to me from the picture. Oh, I see that. It's like Market yeah. Square. So the pickle the of, so oh. is the pickle where the Christmas tree is? Yes. Yeah, that's the that's opposite side like of town. It. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean for years it was on the um I think it was on Sixth the Street s- Bridge? Maybe Rachel Carson, Seventh Street or, Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's cool. Um so it when I first That's I think, a ni- this is a nicer location for much it. Much better location. I think I went the first year. I went downtown with my kid, we were riding bikes, and it was just on the bridge, so it was super condensed. Yeah, this is this is better. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by it, and it, to me, it felt like mostly people selling windows and things like that. But people selling windows—that's kind of it was mostly commerce. It felt like really. Yeah, but uh, it's gotten much better, I believe, as time has gone on. I don't want to minimize it. Well, anyway, I would I would like to hit Picklesburg right, if I can. Uh, I also want to salute uh, National Junk Food Day, oh, which is fabulous. today. Favorite junk food um, in a pinch. What do you have? Good and plenty. Oh, a good, that's a nice choice. It's a very nice choice. It's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's really, 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 it just tastes yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's a good movie food. Yeah, I think it is. Lexi. Favorite junk food. Narrow it down. Oh, it has to be a Reese's. A Reese's. Oh, really? Okay. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Favorite junk food. Uh, John? Well, like the ultimate sort of like all-inclusive junk food, Cheetos. Cheetos? Oh, yeah. I mean, that really? screams junk food. I did, I did not know that you felt so strongly oh, yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah, and here's the weird thing. I've worked in this. I've worked here in the studio for, for forever. There's a little cachet of Cheetos, Fritos, and chips in the kitchen that are free that I never knew about. What I've been mean? here for days. De- They're just sitting in a box underneath one of the cabinets. I walked in there one day, and I saw Kenny, Kenny Woods, like grab a bag. I was like, what's going on? It was like Christmas, and nobody told me it was Christmas morning. I've made multiple visits. Maybe that's why they didn't tell me. Do they have to be puffed? Uh, I like them the crunchy ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. mm-hmm. I, I Not never cheese knew. curls. So you're- Cheetos. Oh. Little, you know. The little, the ones that are like not puffed. Crunchy, yeah. The unpuffed ones. Those are good. That, that even beats chips and dip for you? No, no, but like here, I mean, to have like Cheetos at work feels like, whoa. Oh, yeah, that's way too the much. Charts. I do have a little box of gold, good and plenty in my office. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.